When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Well, welcome back to the Front Porch, y'all. This is another attempt to launch an episode of Off Leo's Rocker. I'm Alan Carpenter, and beside me is senior writer Fred Owens. Hi there. It's been a great week to watch baseball from these seats since we last got together, because the Braves have won every time they've taken the field. That's unusual. Now, of course, the schedule has helped, but we can't ignore a couple of things. Number one, that they hadn't had even a three-game win streak before this got started. They had never beaten the Rockies in a four-game set in Denver, and they hadn't swept two teams in a row. All that happened in the last week. And it's all happening at a good time, too. The Phillies changed managers. They haven't lost a game since then. The Marlins had a sort of a festivus airing of grievances, and now they've reeled off three in a row. And hopefully that carries over when they play the Mets next week. Uh, the Mets themselves are still playing well, but given their schedule, there's no way they're going to be running that table. So our Braves are gaining ground and are now even with the Giants for that last playoff spot as we've crossed over the one-third mark in the season. So, with all that said, Fred, what are your takeaways from this last week? Well, there's a lot of things. First of all, the starting pitching's been superb. Um, Freed's been good. Anderson was good. Olsen had that rough start and came back and settled down. Uh, Strider did fine for his first game in, in Denver and then turned around, and he's doing. he's going to pitch well again tonight. Uh, the pitching's been really good. The bullpen has held up fine. Uh, I've disliked everything, including the fact that Duvall gets to hit hit, hit up a batting practice uh, capable pitchers, and uh, he gets his confidence back and believes he can hit again. That's been a big benefit here. Confidence is a big part of the game, and his confidence had to be about as low as his shoe tops before. But you know, but hitting against uh, minor league pitching will do that for you. And uh, so far, he's. Um, He's doing pretty well after this comeback. Yeah, and it, it really it's come from a lot of sources. Um, I'm just looking at the stats for the last couple of weeks here. OPS-wise, Austin Riley is leading the pack at 1118 OPS. Acuna is right behind him, 1037. And, hey, Heredia has made an appearance on the chart. Yeah, he's only gotten 13 plate appearances, but uh, the OPS is 1058 in that time. Uh, that That's pretty good for one at bat every day or so. William Contreras is still doing excellent work. I can't believe the, the league hasn't caught up to him yet, but he's batting 344 in the last two weeks. And even down the chart, uh, it's doing pretty good. In terms of the Fangraph's war, every regular player has a positive war in the last two weeks, with the exception of, do you want to guess? 
<laughs> it's Marcelo Zuna. Uh, he's batting just 208 with a 644 OPS, and he's still having trouble getting any kind of consistency. But uh, just about everybody else is contributing, and you're right. It's uh, you know, a combination of not as good pitching, finally, after the Braves have been seeing so much good pitching over the first third of the season. Uh, I, I think Denver helped as well. You're going to get a lot of pitches that are straighter. And, and of course, we know this team can hit fastballs. We've talked about that. But uh, uh, it really is good to see uh, contributions from all over the lineup. And it's continuing again tonight. We're, we're doing this as uh, the Friday night game is underway. Uh, and uh, the Pirates are down 2 to nothing thanks to a Dansby Swanson homer. Uh, the Braves have... Had a couple other chances, though, a leadoff double to start the game by Acuna, and they didn't get him in to score. Then Acuna himself got himself thrown out at second base on a steal attempt, which may have cost him a run as that happened just before Dansby's homer. But some some things still need to be done here and there. The Acuna threw to the wrong base earlier. Strider got out of that, but... Uh, We've seen this kind of zealousness, I guess, in the outfield where these guys try to throw out guys that they're probably never going to get, but so far it's not biting them, and the win streak is evidence of that. Yeah, well, you know, if you make mistakes against bad teams, they often don't capitalize against it. You make those mistakes against the Dodgers or the Mets, you're probably going to eat them. And, and, you know, I understand uh, Harris has got a gun, and he wants to show it off, and Acuna says, if Michael can do it, I can do it. And so, yeah, they've got the gun. They can throw these people out out there. Uh, they need to remember who's in trouble and where they're at in the game and what the situ- what, what's the situation. Do you need to throw him out, or is the pitcher going to get the guy out anyway? What's the risk of throwing the ball away? And I know you believe in all your stuff like that. The the thing about defense is, is has anybody watched Dansby Swanson lately? Swanson's looking for a gold glove this year. He's probably uh, been the best best defensive shortstop in, in the National League so far. Uh, and I, I'm happy about that. And Harris has made the made the out, center of the outfield look good. When Ronnie plays right field, looks good. And if we can burn Ozuna's glove, then we'll be happy in left field, won't we? Yeah, he's actually showing pretty good in some of these stats too. I I love the defensive run saved stat, and uh, when I'm looking at the the current fielding bible stats on on that uh, column, Dansby is doing pretty good in terms of the National League. There are a couple of guys he's behind, and one of those is well, I mean, this does it based on on team stats. I don't have it uh, on individual stats right now, but uh, the Cardinals are doing one better than him. Of course, I don't know that anybody's played shortstop other than Sansby this year, uh, but uh, there's five defensive runs saved there. Uh, Dansby's got four. Uh, the Cubs, and I, I recall some guy named Simmons maybe playing there. He has five as well. So, other than that, and the Cincinnati Reds uh, at at four, Dansby's. You're right, right up there with all those guys, and as the best in the league. And overall, in baseball, uh, there's uh, some guys that are doing better, but uh, I I do love what I've been seeing there, and he's continuing to do his captaincy of the infield and helping direct throws and and being in the right place at the right time. So that's that's all contributing as well. But that actually leads me into something else that uh, seems to have changed that may have helped in the last couple of weeks too. 
when we got to Arizona, they called Michael Harris, had called Michael Harris up and Acuna started uh, playing a little bit more regularly. He's now played, I think now four times in a row in the outfield. This may be his fifth game tonight, which has meant a realignment in the outfield. It, it's put Duvall in left field. It's, it's got Acuna in right and Harris full time in center field. That is going to make a dramatic difference on the defense uh, overall. The, the Braves themselves, if you look at those the defensive run save stats, were minus 10 in left field. That's Azuna. Uh, minus two in center field. Uh, can't really blame Duvall for that. That, that may be a speed thing as much as anything. And then minus five in right field. And of course, we've had four or five different guys out there in right field before Ronnie was able to, uh, stay on the field for any kind of length of time. So combined, that's minus 17 for the outfield. That's going to get a lot better with these guys in this current alignment. Overall, the Braves are 14th in defensive runs saved in, in the majors, and that's counting, of course, that minus 17 in the outfield that, that we expect to improve. One interesting thing is on defensive shifts, the Braves are doing just about as good as anybody in baseball. 13 defensive runs saved when they're in a shift position. Uh, minus one when they're in a non-shift. Just about uh, everybody else is behind that. The San Francisco Giants are at 18 saved when they're in a shift. And that's a fascinating number because their infield defense, as it is, is actually pretty terrible. <laughs> so um, they're making the most of that. But uh, it does mean that the, the Braves are taking advantage of good analytics and they're executing it uh, properly, it, it looks like. So with that and these changes in the last couple of weeks, I, I do think that um, things are going to tighten up out there and, and be an improvement for them. Yeah, and we've got uh, Rosario has taken batting practice in the cage, and he was shagging fly balls in the outfield. So, you know, it's possible he'll be back at the All-Star break and be able to uh, spell Duvall out there, uh, swap back and forth with him. Uh, we're going to need to be giving Ronnie some days off here pretty soon, and I expect it. Uh, I expect right now you'll see uh, Heredia in right, and, and they'll just uh, they'll leave Duvall in left and Mikey in center during that period. But you're going to have to give Ronnie some time off here. I mean, uh, he to me, son, he doesn't look like he's running like he was before the injury, and you know that's to be expected, really. I mean, <clears throat> that that's a serious True. thing to come back from so quickly. Uh, but I, I expect it to be improved even more when Rosario comes back. And I, I think that uh, overall uh, the defense will be fine. I'm, I'm sort of worried about a little bit about the getting balls, getting people on base thing. But uh, the, the bats are back, and if the defense is good and our pitching stays tight, we're going to be tough. Yeah, I just hope they can remind these guys not to try and be Superman and throw everybody out. Uh, I, we, we just saw a play earlier where – uh, Harris caught a ball in somewhat shallow center left center field, and then runner on third base for the Pirates didn't even dare move from third base because um, the word has gotten around in a hurry that uh, Harris has got an arm out there. But when he threw it in, he hit the cutoff man. That's exactly the right thing to do. When Ronnie threw his ball in from right field towards third base, it was so high nobody had a chance to cut it off for nothing. And then the batter runner ended up advancing to second base. It's that kind of thing that they need to 
continue to remind each other about. And if they do that, I think they're going to be okay. But uh, it speaks of giving away runs. And you're right, uh, what you said earlier, good teams aren't going to let you get away with that. And no, the Pirates aren't that good right now. Yes, they have been scrappy and they've been trying really hard. Uh, I think they're on a, a about a 14 or 15 game streak where they've when when they've lost games they've lost by two runs or less and that means that they're 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 fighting they're scrapping they're they're close and you can't give a good team like that extra outs and that's or, or extra bases and that's what happened there uh we got out of that inning and and things were okay but you can't do that for everybody well, that's Marquise Grisham, Grisham teaching uh, teaching Mikey out there. He teaches teach him the right way to do it, and and he's been here just hasn't been here long enough to lose his good habits, I guess. <laughs> the, the the pirates the pirates are all young, and they're all fighting for that job. And Eric Shelton's got them um, doing the good things. I mean, you saw bunt for a base hit. Uh, you've seen you're seeing runners take extra bases. You're seeing them steal bases. And I think, you know, the pirates aren't that far away. That people laugh at, laugh at the pirates. And I, I feel so, I feel like the, we need the pirates to be good again because it's a, it's a good baseball city and, and, and they've got a great ballpark there. And if they're good again, it means that it's less, less likely the Cubs and Cardinals to be good again. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I just think, I just think that the pirates are good for baseball. Their history is good for baseball. And I want to see him back. And these kids are pretty good. That kid, JT Brubaker, he's really a good pitcher. He's going to be fine. He's not an ace, but he's going to be a good two or three in, in a, in a lineup. And he stays out there and he doesn't give anything up. I, I think, I think they're going in the right direction. We've got those good pitchers up now. And this is sort of how, how our teams evolved. We got the young players up. I mean, our core players, uh, you take Heredia off the list. Everybody's and Duvall and everybody's a kid, you know, uh, and so it's, it's really, they're us like about three years ago. It's going to be tough in, in three years if they get some pitching. And if they can hang on to their players, because that's been a, the M.O. about uh, Pittsburgh. They grow up, they uh, use up their original set of team control, and then they get traded. And I hate to see that because, yeah, for for towns like Pittsburgh and the like that uh, are, are small-ish towns in, in the grand scheme of things, you really want to see them succeed here and there. I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, but as long as they uh, roll over against the Braves, it will be okay. <laughs> yeah, the Braves need these teams to beat. They need to beat these teams. You need, we need yes. to go through this team. We need to take three out of four at least from Pittsburgh. We need to take three out of four of the next series. We need to take three out of four of the next series. We need to build up a cushion here because we're going to start running into the Scherzers and DeGroms and Buellers again and, and Zach Wheeler and these guys again and again and Alicantra and, and those guys, those good pitchers, we're going to start running into them again. And we need to have some kind of cushion so that every game isn't a make or break before at, at that point in time. Exactly. And, and right now, as we've discussed, the Mets have a tough schedule. The Braves have an easy schedule, comparatively speaking, and we got to use this time to, to catch up to these Mets. So, uh, so far they've gained about four games against them or so, and just as long as that keeps up, then uh, by the end of this month it might be very interesting uh, between those two teams.
Another thing that has come up this week is that all-star balloting has begun, and the Atlanta Braves media department has gone to overtime and cleverly come up with a movie poster theme for all their starters in an effort to get fans to vote their team into the game, which at least is going to be held in the vicinity of Hollywood, California, so hence the movie connection. The question I've got is, of this squad and the way they're playing right now, who actually deserves to go to the All-Star game? What do you got, Fred? Well, pitchers. Uh, Max Fried needs to go. Kyle Wright needs to go. Those guys need to go. Dansby, I think, needs a spot there. Uh, I'd like to see William Contreras get a shot there. I don't think he will, but I'd like to see him get a shot there. And Riley's a lot better than than I think we give him credit for sometimes. You know, it, over over the last three seasons, he's one of the top five or six boppers in the league. And he's he's his defense is really. I mean, it's not Arenado good, and Arenado's probably going to keep him out of there. And, and Machado's probably a better defender than him at third base, and they might keep him off the team. But you know, the the these the, the Wright and Freed certainly need to go. I'd like to I'd like to see Dansby go as well. I don't know that Ronnie's going to have enough time to do that, but if he if he continues to play well, he's going to be forcing his way onto the ballot. I just don't want anybody to vote for players that don't really need to be there. I mean, just don't go down and vote for people because they're brave. Because, gee whiz, fellas, I, I want to see good players. <laughs> I don't want to see a guy because somebody stuffed the ballot box. That's just me. Maybe the, maybe you have a different feeling. But I want to see good players play in a, in a good game. I think you're right. Uh, this is for the stars of the game, and really, honestly, I'd almost want to take away the fan vote to be, <laughs> to be. Oh yeah, I don't like the fan vote. Left about it because you know the the fans do tend to stuff the ballot box on occasion, and that that doesn't really work for the game. Yeah, it's who you want to see, maybe, but it's who you want to see in your own locale, and that's. The trick, if, if you're trying to look for the stars of the game, then that, that's a different uh, equation. Yeah, you're right about Riley. Uh, the way Machado is playing right now is kind of next level, really. Um, yeah. Ar- Ar- Arenado is always a perennial favorite and such. I don't know that, um, what, what he's been doing this year so much, but, uh, I, I do think there's got to be a spot for a guy like Riley because of his uh, play last year, at least. And really, he's kind of kept that up this year. He's he's doing the kinds of things that you would hope he would do a, as a follow-on season. He's only hitting 264, but he does have 15 bombs. He's got a 137 uh, runs created plus. His war is at 1.9. Compare that to 4.7 for the entire year last year, uh, and he's on track to beat that. So I, I think that he's probably earned a spot, and and justifiably so. Dansby's another one who, who could uh, get a spot, uh, whether he's voted in or as reserve. And, yeah, Acuna, boy, I'd, I'd love to see him based on what he's doing right now, but it's one of those deals where you you wonder if he's had enough time to get there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he, you've got Betts out there, and you, you're going to get Betts, and Betts is going to be there because he plays for the Dodgers. He's going to be there. But I, I don't know. I think there's probably room for Acuna on the team. I just like to – I just want to see him earn it and, and get there on, on merit. I want players to be there on merit. 
You know, I want, yes. I want, I want to see players who actually go out and deserve to be there. Uh, I, I'm really, I really don't want to see a team send a player who, who've got nobody hitting 200 or something like that. Um, I just, I know that, that theoretically keeps everybody's interest in the game, but I'm not sure that's the truth. It may have been true back in the days in the dark ages before we had all the, all this coverage of the game and stuff. But uh, I, I just don't know. Uh, but I just did a quick look on Arenado. He's uh, 273, 346, 483, 2.3 2. war, 10, 10, 10 bombs uh, this year. And, uh, boy, his defense is, of course, it's... Yeah, his yeah. runs created plus is about two notches below uh, Riley, so they're they're roughly equivalent there. But, uh, yeah, no, Arenado's still got the all-around game, so... Uh, honesty compels me to suggest that Riley's probably ranking third behind Machado and Arenado in that order at this point. But, I mean, if you look at war itself, Dansby is sixth in the National League right now. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, you know, he, he's in uh, front of he he's, he's he even with Lindor, for crying out loud. It wasn't six weeks ago people wanted to hang Dan me up by his ears. Uh, but, you know, Swanson's, he, he's going to hit his stride here. And I think that's probably what you're seeing now. It, he's been, he was brought up too soon, thrown in over, over when he should have been at the minor leagues, learning more about this game and getting his, getting his feet underneath him. The Braves brought him up and made him the poster boy. And, and so he's been fighting to overcome that. And if you don't think that isn't easy, you think that's easy, then you're, you're looking the wrong place. That's, that's really hard. Um, and, I just think that he's he's going to find his stride here. Is he the best in the league? No, probably not. I suspect Lindor at the top of his game is better, but right now Swanson's a better shortstop than Trey Turner. And and I think that you know there's there's something to be said about I believe it was Bobby Cox that I'm I'm not sure I want outstanding highlight reel shortstops. I want a shortstop that makes the routine plays every time, that knows where to be every time. And when you talk about players like that, you're talking about Dansby Swanson. Yeah. One more thing about the outfield. I just uh, pulled up those numbers, and despite the fact that Acuna's only been around for 29 games and, and limited duty, he's at 1.3 war already. That Among outfielders, that ranks eighth. And you got to think he's going to pass over all these other guys before uh, the voting ends. So I think he's got a real shot. In fact, uh, second play, well, let me just say, do it this way. Mookie Betts is at 3.4. He is head and shoulders above everybody else. Next is Jeff McNeil, and I thought he was the second baseman, uh, 1.9. Nimmo is 1.8. Profar, 1.7. Ian Happ, oddly enough, 1.6. Mike Uskrimski also 1.6. Harrison Bader, 1.4. And then there's Acuna at 1.3 with about half the number of games that most of these other guys have played. So I do think he's got a real shot at uh, earning the spot. Yeah. I think he'll be there. You know, Mike Uskrimski's a kid. Uh, I'm – He's he's making that Yastrzemski name important again out there for the Giants. Now I I think he'll be there, and I don't know because you know Happ and Prof. I mean uh, Profar and uh, McNeil, they're they're utility guys. They're not going to get there as outfielders. You're going to get people who actually vote for outfielders. I hope. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know so and Ian Happ's having a pretty good year, but I I think Acuna makes it simply because he he's who he is, and people who watch him go, oh look at that. So yeah, I think he gets there, and Mookie's going to be there, and it's going to be fun to see who the other place is out there. 
but you know what what the odd thing about this is Mookie's probably the only Dodger outfielder that's there unless they they ballot box stuff Chris Taylor in there. Yeah, he's he's sitting at 11th right now on the list. Um, I, I got to admit, though, the Braves would probably prefer that Ronnie stay home and, and just uh, rest up over the All-Star break, but I don't think that's the way his personality is wired. So Yeah, but the good news is, Snoot, the good news is Snit's managing. He can start him, play him two innings, put him down. There's that, and, and, and just keep him out of the home run derby or something. Yeah. But next week, yeah, you mentioned the Giants. We're going to see them a week after next. In the meantime, though, next week it's the Nationals and the Cubs that on the road, both of them uh, on the road, Washington and at Wrigley Field. The Cubs are now twenty-three and thirty-three overall, although they're only four and four in their last eight. So that's that's an upside. But the downside is that before they get to the Braves, they got to play the Yankees and the Padres. How about that for a scheduling thing for them? <laughs> uh, yeah, the Nats are. Oh boy, they're twenty-one and thirty-eight now, and they've only won three out of their last ten games. By the way, all of those were against Cincinnati. So they're really hurting. Um, the Braves need to beat these guys. And uh, I, I think, uh, if I recall correctly, Smiley's on the uh, injured list. And he's been their best pitcher for the most of the year. So I don't know what the Cubs are going to bring in terms of pitching, but I, I think that uh, both teams are pretty much primed for the Braves to do some good good damage against them. We will see Steven Strasburg back. He uh, pitched his first game after about a year or more um, against the Marlins last night, and he got banged around a little bit. But, uh, again, first chance, little rust to, to knock off. He probably will be at least a little better uh, pitching at home at, against the Braves. But he's still got his, the rest of his team to deal with. So I, I think Atlanta is in good shape to keep this winning, keep these winning ways going. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see how, how it plays out in real life, of course, but I like our chances. Yeah, Strasburg's, uh, sitting 90, 92, 93 with his fastball, average 90, 91 or just under 91 with his fastball. And, uh, Jazz Chisholm welcomed him back by bunting for a base hit. On the first hit. Nice. <laughs> Hi, Strauss. Welcome back. I'm going to lay one down and see if you remember where first base is. And they beat it out. Um, so, uh, and, and his, his ERA is, is, they, they beat on him really bad. Uh, but, and I, the question, and so I heard somebody, some comment, and they said, you know, maybe he's not really ready to come back. And he looked at the team and said, I'm going to come back and just pitch up there and, and try not to, not, and do, do my rehab while I'm pitching because they're just in such bad shape right now. Uh, the, you know, as long as you don't let Juan Soto beat you, you're going to beat the, you can beat the Nats, Nats when they come up. Uh, the, the Cubs are going to be, David Ross is going to want to beat us, but they, like, as you said, they don't have any more, any pitching. We need to come out of this next 10 game stretch with nine games. Uh, and we need to jump on San Francisco who are without Brandon Crawford and he's not hitting well anyway. Their defense just isn't very good. Um, but they do score some runs. And you know, maybe maybe we can take take half of that series from them, and before we get get to face the Dodgers and uh, give Freeman his ring this year. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Soto. The only guy, the only regular player who's walking more often than he is, is Max Muncy. Uh, Tony Larusa should have walked him instead of. <laughs> 
you know, if he'd probably give it a chance, he'd probably walk Soto even if he wasn't playing the the Nationals. Yes. Uh, the 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 real trick is that yeah, you can avoid Soto simply by walking him, and then that's the way teams are beating the Nationals right now is they're avoiding uh, any kind of signs of trouble, and he's the only sign of trouble that they have in that lineup, unfortunately, and that it, it, it's kind of sad to see because you know the Nationals were so good for three or four years in a row there and they won the world series and then it's all kind of falling apart on him uh, yeah the only thing part- the nationals could do is hope that they get sold to somebody with more money uh, yeah. because the learners the learners went all in to win that ring and say they had a world series and all they that did. backloaded money is you know all that backloaded money is coming back to bite them in the butt right now i mean scherzer's getting money from them this year and he's pitching against them and as so you know uh, I, I feel feel bad for some of the players, and it's another reason I don't think Soto stays there. I, you know, he's going to look around and say, "Well, I'd like to win before I'm 80 years old," and this team doesn't look like it. And yeah, Boris is his agent, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that actually brings up an interesting question because the the Nationals are for sale. All right, I don't have enough money. I'm sorry. No, I'm fine. Have I checked my couch cushions? And yeah, I'm I'm a little short as well. But the question I've got is, which is more attractive? to get Soto to a probably it would take $400 million contract to, to get him to sign or not sign him and just uh, have piece parts and uh, a shell of a team that uh, you need to essentially start from scratch, which would be more attractive to buyers. I wonder. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that uh, I don't, I don't off the top of my head know what their minor league system looks like. But I don't think it's all that strong, and I would be tempted to—I would be tempted to find somebody that's going to give me six players for him, uh, six good players for him, a couple of top 100 players, and a couple more, a couple more just under bubbling under that. I'd make somebody pay an arm and a leg, but I would trade him if I'm the Nat because who else? When are they going to win? I mean, they just don't have anybody coming. They keep—they're uh, going to trade Josh Bell and get AI, and maybe they'll trade. Robles and get a guy, but uh, once you trade those two guys, who you got? So I yeah. I would probably trade to somebody who's got a lot of prospects, and uh, you know it's it's shame is that Jerry Depoto doesn't have enough players to get him. Uh, I don't think, <laughs> but maybe he does. See, Jerry Depoto could make him well about that, and 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 push the Mariners closer to just failing again. But. Um, Ooh. <laughs> But uh, I just think that I just think that if you're looking at this in a realistic point of view and you want to buy a team and you're buying Soto, I know that you're carrying all that extra uh, money, deferred money that's going to that comes with it and the debt that you've got to pay, and you know the team's going to be what 1.5 billion, so you're you're probably committing two billion dollars up front and. And then you're going to have a guy that's going to earn 400 million, and you're not or 40 million a year, and you're not going to you're not going to be able to win with him there. So you're you're going to be in a Mike Trout situation, except Soto isn't that good, and he he's, he's going to be hopeful hard to justify that. Well, he might be that good if people pitched him, but he's got nothing around him to to be able to prove that. Now he's so, not a good defender, though. He's not a good defender. He's only, he's only that, a fair okay. base runner. Yeah, value is he's the best pure hitter in the league. You're not. He's Albert Pujols, okay? When Albert Pujols was younger, this is, if you look at Soto Bat and you think back to when Pujols was his age, that's what you're looking at. Uh, Pujols played a little left field, played a little third base. They finally found him a home at first. 
Maybe Soto moves to first base in the end or somewhere, but right now he's he's a black hole in right field. And uh, so that means he's got to find a team that can put up with his defense or find a place to play him or cover him around with defense that it doesn't make any difference. But as as a pure hitter, there's not a better pure hitter in the league than Soto. Yeah, almost sounds like a Philadelphia match there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I didn't say it yet. Okay, I said that. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would trade him too. Um, and it's, it's, this is 2022. He is not a free agent until the 2025 season begins. So he's got this season and two more, 2023 and 2024. That should get you the biggest kind of haul you, you could possibly imagine if they go ahead and do it. And yeah, they're clearly not trying to, add players to compete. I don't, you know, they're just working off contracts uh, for Strasburg and the other pitcher they got, Corbin. Corbin, and, oh. and yeah, and, and, and even Scherzer's contract, like you mentioned, and they're really not trying to add a lot here. They, they've made a token offer to, to Soto, but I don't think anybody expected him to take that. So, yeah, get what you can for him and start your rebuild today. You know it's going to take a while. Why wait until 2024 or 25 or before you do anything? That doesn't yeah, make any sense. That's an off-season trade. That's an off-season trade. But you know, it, 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 it's your your if, if somebody can get bring them in a half a dozen good players, the value of the team goes up, in my opinion. If you do that, I don't disagree. Um, especially if you can get two or three top 100 guys, which is probably what he's worth. So that's. That's our attempt to run the Nationals, but at the moment the Nationals are kind of running themselves into the ground, so we could probably do as well, I would think. <laughs> so I guess at this point it's probably time to go refill this glass of sweet tea I got here that's uh, just clanking ice. Um, so if you would, please do us the favor of checking on our writing efforts at tomahawktake.com where we try to provide our thoughts of, on the Braves on a daily basis. And speaking of thoughts, you got any last ones for us, Fred? Well, I, I, I'm sort of glad that we're seeing a lot of these uh, younger players uh, uh, showing off across the league. I mean, the Michael, when the Michael Harris coming up is a breath of fresh air to the Braves. I know we have Acuna and we have Ozzy. Ozzy's been fighting it this much uh, this year, uh, and, and he's starting to get a little bit more under his belt. But I, I would like to see the, the Michael Harris's come up. I love to watch Jazz Chisholm, Jazz Chisholm play ball. Uh, they, they've got, got a couple other kids come around the league and I want to see these kids get a chance to play. I want to see the Braves, uh, do this, let these young kids go and, and do something with it. I think we've got everything working now. If we can just keep it going and, uh, boy, I just hope that, uh, I hope it, nobody gets hurt and I hope, uh, I hope AA finds somebody at the deadline. Nobody's expecting he comes in and does the job for us again like he did last year. All that sounds really good. So that's going to do it, I guess, for Off Leo's Rocker right now. I'm going to go watch Michael Harris run because he just walked to uh, first base, and we'll, we'll see him if he can steal a base. But Fred and I thank you for hearing out these two grumpy old men, and we'll see you next time. This has been another episode of Off Leo's Rocker, a podcast presentation from TomahawkTick.com and Fansided LLC, a subsidiary of Minute Media, Inc., Opinions expressed on the show today are solely those of the participants as Minute Media is most obviously completely unaware of anything we're doing. All rights reserved. 
One of the musical selections used today comes to you under the auspices of the Creative Commons license, terms of which are available at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0. This was a piece by Kevin McLeod entitled Hard Boiled, which was modified to fit in the available space. His works are featured at incompetech.filmmusic.io. All other musical selections used come via rights already purchased by TomahawkTick.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. And man, this porch is getting hot this afternoon. Time for some AC in front of this afternoon's game. We'll see you all out there next time.